This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Amen. It's not the day the devil's made. The devil's not in control. God's in control. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Will not be intimidated. Amen. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Well, we're our series all this month. We 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 launched it on Easter Sunday because uh, all that week, you know, we celebrated Jesus going to Calvary paying the price for our sins, bearing our sicknesses, setting us free, the Resurrection Day Sunday. And we said, you know what? This changes everything. And it did, didn't it? And it does. And so we've continued to, 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 to talk about the results of that for the rest of this month, about how it's changed everything. You know, we talked about how that we're made in right standing with God now. Man, I can come into the presence of God. God's not mad at me. God's not against me. God is for me. Amen. All that He has is mine now. Hallelujah. And then last week we talked about the divine presence. The Holy Spirit is dwelling in me, in you, in us. Wow. Man, if you can't get excited about that. You need some resurrection power working in you. <laughs> Amen. And so we're going to conclude it today about this. But this changes everything. I mean, the enemy's defeated. Hallelujah. I'm in right standing with God. I'm a child of God. I'm an heir of God. The Holy Spirit's living in me. All that He has is mine. Hallelujah. What are you doing with it? <laughs> I hope you're, you're enjoying it. I hope you're using it to not only victory for yourself, but to declare His kingdom to others. Bring freedom to them. Bring liberty for them. Amen? The Bible says our cup's supposed to be running over. Well, see, the, what's in the cup's for you, but what's running over is for everybody else. Amen? So today we're going to conclude our series on This Changes Everything, and we're going to be talking about the real faith. The real faith. You know, there's all kinds of, there's humanistic ideas about faith and believing and positive thinking and all of those kinds of things, you know, that's going on. But there's something that the Scriptures talked about that is the real faith. It's the real deal, and it comes from God. Amen? And it has the power to connect us to God and all of His resources in His kingdom so that whatever my need, wherever I am, it's more than enough. Hallelujah. Are you interested? <laughs> Look in Romans chapter 12. We'll start there. See, I call it the real faith because it's the faith that comes from God. It's not a, it's not a humanistic uh, faith is not a, a, a faith that's born from, you know, we're going to uh, think positively and pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. This is a faith that comes from the heart of the living God. It comes from the heart of God, the Father Himself. And I'm telling you, when it, anything you get from God, I'm telling you, it's good and it works and it's powerful. Amen? God don't have no weak stuff. <laughs> Amen? His stuff is good. No counterfeit with God. Verse, verse 3, 
For by grace given me, I say to every one of you, every one of you, I can, I'm going to add Passion Church. <laughs> Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. Everyone who is a believer, God has distributed to you a measure of His faith. It's the God kind of faith. It's not the human kind of faith. Amen? It's not a philosophic faith. It is a God faith from the heart of God to the heart of man. And it will work. I said it will work. It will do what it's sent forth to do. Amen? God's stuff never breaks down. It never gets old. It never rusts, busts, or collects dust. I mean, it's always new. It's always fresh. It's always on. There's no, there's no off switch with God. It's always on with Him. We're the ones that put the off switch. God's always on. His power's always working. His Spirit's always talking. His Spirit's always moving. Amen. Amen. And so here's the thing. You have this faith now. Let's make that personal. Let's say this. I have this faith now. It's the God faith. It's in me. I have it now. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. <laughs> Amen. We do it all day long anyway. We may not talk out loud, but we're talking to ourselves all the time. And you know, we need to, if we're going to talk to ourselves, let's at least make it beneficial. Don't beat yourself up. Don't beat yourself down with all that junk every day that, you know, the enemy wants to put or other people want to put in your head. Listen, other people aren't to be controlling your thought life. Amen. So we have it now. And the thing is, is we can also, what's the beautiful thing about this is we have this faith. And remember, Jesus said that this God faith, the size, an amount the size of a mustard seed. You know how small a mustard seed is? If I had a mustard seed on my hand, most of you couldn't see it from there. It's teeny, teeny, tiny. And he said, the God kind of faith, even that small, can move a mountain. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I don't have any mountains. Literally, I need to move, but I have some other stuff I'd like to move. I'd like to move it on out of here. We'd like to move this coronavirus stuff on out of here. We'd like to move this stuff on out of here. We'd like to move that fear on out of here. Whatever it might be. Amen. And the good news is you can grow. This faith can grow. Wow. <laughs> we know this, Romans 10, 17. We're all familiar with this. He said, faith comes by what? And hearing by? So here's the thing. We need to feed our faith. One writer said it this way. He said, starve your doubts and feed your faith. Too often the time we turn that around, don't we? We feed our doubts and our fears and we starve our faith. We're looking at, you know, uh, all the news sites and everything. Nothing wrong with, with, with keeping up with current affairs. But I'm telling you, you imbibe too much of that stuff, and you're going to be all full of doubt and fear and worry and anxiety. And, you know, and I've had people tell me, well, Pastor, I just don't have time to read my Bible. Well, how, how long are you on the Internet? Don't tell me you don't have time. Now, if you tell me you, don't, you ain't making the time, now that's the truth. But don't tell me you don't have the time. Amen? 
another brother put it this way. He said, he said, we feed our bodies three hot meals a day and, and our spirits one cold snack a week. We wonder why we don't have faith strong enough. Hello. We're talking about the real faith. You know, but we have to do something with it. It's in us. It's in us now. It's in you now. If you're a believer, you've got this faith, the God kind of mountain-moving faith. Wow. Turn over to Mark. Let's look over in Mark chapter 10. This real faith, when it's alive in you, it cannot stay silent. We know the story of Bartimaeus over here. Mark chapter 10, verse 46 they came to Jericho, Jesus and his disciples, with a large crowd. They were leaving, leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, was there, you know, uh, and he, he was sitting there. And notice it says, when he heard it was Jesus of Nazareth, he got quiet and meditated. No, he didn't, did he? It said he began to shout. He began to shout. What was shouting? That was his faith. His faith was caused him to shout. He said, man, it's Jesus. I know what Jesus can do. I'm going to get his attention. <laughs> Amen. Faith gets God's attention. It always does. Amen. Hebrews eleven six 6 says, He that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that what God is a rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Faith shouts. Faith won't be silent. Faith seeks God. Faith cries out to God. And I'm telling you, when it does... The same thing that happened here is going to happen for you. It says, he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him. Boy, get ready for that. Get ready for the many to rebuke you. Sometimes, you know, it's precious brothers and sisters in the Lord. They want to rebuke you. What do you mean you're going, God's going to do this and God's going to do that? What do you mean? I mean, who, 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 you know, who made you something? Well, God did. He made me a child of God. He made me a joint heir with Jesus. He gave me his faith. And he didn't give it to me just so I could polish it up every Sunday. He gave it to us to use, to put into action, to connect with him. So it says, many rebuked him, told him, be quiet. Oh, I love Bartimaeus. But he shouted all the more. That's what you got to do. I said, that's what you got to do. Sometimes, you know, the enemy comes and, you know, his thoughts are firing in our minds. And he's saying, boy, I'm telling you, you're not going to get it this time. God's not going to do it for you. After all, look at you. You know you. You didn't pray 70 hours this week. God ain't going to do it for you. Come on. No, it's about faith. The faith God has put in your heart. The faith that you've been feeding that word on, he says, he shouted all the more. Shouted all the more. When the circumstance saying it's not going to happen, when the devil shoots those thoughts and says, you're not going to get it, I'm telling you what, you shout all the more. Amen. Absolutely. Jesus stopped. Oh, boy. Good things about to happen now. Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped and said, call him. Now, isn't this interesting? First, Bartimaeus' faith called out to Jesus. Then Jesus called out to him. I'm telling you, it's a good thing when Jesus says, Hey, hey, you, come here. Boy, that's a good thing. Hey, you, come over here. 
Something good's about to happen. Something good's about to happen. He said, call him. So they called the blind man. Probably these same people now saying, cheer up. A minute ago, they was telling him to shut up. <laughs> That's human beings for you, you know. Cheer up. He's calling you. He's calling you. Woo. Boy, you could preach that too, couldn't you? Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet, came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Now, that seems to be a strange question. Everybody there could tell how the man moved, how the man walked. Have you ever been around a blind person? I mean, it didn't take you long. You, you, could, you could figure that out pretty quick that the man was blind or the person was blind, couldn't you? Jesus, and see here, but here's the thing. God wants us to release our faith. He wants us to be involved with our miracle. See, a lot of us are just sitting over there. See, a lot of us, if we were Bartimaeus, we'd have just sit on the side of the road and said, well, you know, now Jesus, God knows everything, and He knows I'm over here blind, and He knows how pitiful I am and how long I've been like this, and if He wants to heal me, He'll, he'll speak to Jesus and have Him come over here. But He didn't. You know what He did? When Bartimaeus called out to Jesus, Jesus called out to him. God wants you to be involved Amen? You didn't get saved that way, did you? Just sitting somewhere on the creek bank. All of a sudden, bam! Wow, I got saved. No, the Bible says you've got to what? Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Am I doing okay? <laughs> what do you want me to do from you? He said, I want to see. Now, notice this. Go, Jesus said, your faith. Everybody say, your faith. Your faith has healed you. Well, if his faith could heal him, your faith, the same faith, the God faith, can heal you. God's no respecter of persons. Amen? Absolutely. How did he get his faith? He heard of Jesus. He heard about Jesus. What have you heard about Jesus? What have you heard about Jesus? What have you heard? You heard that He's a Savior? That's wonderful. That's good. Then you'll get your sins forgiven. If you hear about Him being a healer, you know what? You can get your body healed. If you hear about Him being a deliverer, you can get your deliverance. If you hear about Him delivering, uh, you know, family members, you can get your family members delivered. Whatever it is. Faith will not remain silent. Listen to this. Faith must be expressed in word and action for it to be released from my heart and become active. You know, I could, I could have $1,000 in my pocket and die of starvation. And all the time I could say, you know what? Boy, I got money in my pocket. See that money? I got it. Buddy, I got it, you know, and just lay right there until you die. Because it's only good, what, if you spend it, you exchange it for something that you need. It's wonderful. I'm glad you have faith. We should be glad that we have the faith of God that is in us. But listen, God wants you to start spending some of it. You understand what I mean? we got to start using it. we got to start releasing it. And it's only by our words and our actions that, that that 
faith is released and becomes active. And when it becomes active, Jesus starts calling. (laughs) He makes house calls too. (laughs) Amen. Faith always moves us to seek God in time of need. You know, when I have a need, the first thing, I mean, it's just the first thing I do. I'm, I'm going to Daddy. I'm going to daddy. He's got, the, he's got the answer. He's got the solution. He's got the resources. He's got what I need. He's where I'm going. He's where I'm headed. My faith says, hey, let's go, let's go to Papa's throne room and get what we need. Faith cannot remain silent. Then faith finds a way to get, God, get to God for answers. You're right there in Mark. Turn back to Mark 5. All these are, are probably... Uh, stories in the life of Jesus you're familiar with. But faith finds a way to get to God for answers. Amen? I, you know, I'm amazed sometimes. I, I think sometimes, you know, especially uh, believers, you know, we give up sometimes too quick. We, we, I mean, the least little obstacle. We're like, oh, I knew God didn't want me to have it. You big crybaby. We love you, but you're a crybaby. <laughs> so, you know, we just cry over every little thing. I mean, you know. I mean, you know, you need, to, you need to understand that when faith begins to rise up in you, it's going to push you through. It's going to push you through obstacles. It's going to push you past circumstances. It's going to push you through things that's trying to say no, no, no. But God said yes, yes, yes. Amen. Look here. You know this story. In Mark 5, it says a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Have you ever, you ever lost any kind of blood at all? It really makes you weak. If you lose a lot of blood, you can, if you lose too much, you're going to go into a coma. And if you lose too, too much, you're going to die. So, I mean, here's this woman. This is a chronic thing. She's been losing blood for 12 years. She's probably feeling pretty weak. So she didn't stay home and say, well, you know, I'm feeling real poorly. Can't make it to that meeting Jesus is at. <laughs> I done gone to meddling already, hadn't I? A woman was there. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, spent all that she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. You ever been in the circumstances where it seemed like instead of it getting better, it's gotten worse? When she, here's, the, here's this phrase again, when she heard, what did she hear? She heard about Jesus. Well, what did she hear? What would a sick person come to a Jesus meeting for? What must they have heard? That Jesus was forgiving sins. Well, that's important. But you know what she needed? She wanted healing in her body, didn't she? That must have been what she heard. She must have heard that Jesus was healing, going about doing good, and healing all those oppressed of the devil. She didn't hear, well, Jesus don't heal everybody. That's not going to make a person who has a 12-year chronic disease get out of the house and fight through the crowd. It says, she heard about Jesus. She came up behind him, behind him in the crowd, touched his cloak because she thought within herself, she said, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Wow. 
What are you saying? Well, I don't know if God's going to heal me or not. Heard about so-and-so, they believed in healing and they died. So your faith is in somebody's experience rather than in God. You ever shared the, the, the gospel of salvation, of forgiveness of sins with people who didn't receive it? So did that just tell you, that's it, I'm giving up on the whole salvation thing. They didn't receive it. They didn't get born again, so it must not stop for everybody. No, we don't do that, do we? We just find the next person. Same way with healing. She heard, she heard that Jesus was a healer. He said, he said <clears throat> at once Jesus realized power had gone from him. He said, who touched my clothes? And the disciples said, there's a crowd thronging you. <clears throat> you ever been in a crowd? I mean, a real packed, probably not lately, but yeah, <laughs> a packed crowd. <laughs> That's going to be a whole new experience again, isn't it? It's on the way. But, but, you know, if you've ever been in a crowd, you know, and people are pushing, you know, and especially if you've been around somebody, you know, if you've ever been in a crowd where there was a celebrity or somebody, I mean, people are pushing and they want to get to him before you do and all that. And you can imagine with Jesus, they're hearing about the miracles he's doing. They're hearing about the healings, blind eyes opening, people raised from the dead. All kind of people are trying to get to him and bumping up against him. And the disciples say, what do you mean who touched you? Everybody's touching you. See, there's a whole lot of people. That's the way it is. There's always a crowd of people who are trying. But this woman didn't try. She did it. She said, you know what? If I can get to Jesus, I know what's going to happen. I'm going to be healed. She said, I don't even, he don't even have to touch me. He don't even have to talk to me. All I got to do is just get close enough to touch his clothes. Mm-mm. We skip on down there, verse 32, the, you know, of course, the woman comes and tells him everything. And he says, daughter, now I want you to notice this, daughter, my anointing has healed you. Daughter, my power has healed you. Now, we know it was the power of God, of course. But what did he say? Daughter, your faith has healed you. If her faith can heal her, then your faith, which you got from God, can heal you. Because it's God's faith. We read that in Romans 12. God has given to each of us as believers, what? The measure of faith. So we have God's faith. If God gave it to you, it works. Amen? So faith finds a way. She pushed through everything. Sometimes that's what it takes. You have to push through. Man, circumstances are telling you you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Your need's not going to be met. You're not going to, you know, you're not going to get your healing. You, can't, you can never have peace of mind. Your, your children will never serve God. I mean, whatever it might be, you have to push through that. That's what faith does. Faith does not easily give up. Faith says, no, I'll tell you what. Papa said it. I'm going to have it. Papa said it. I'm going to have it. If Papa wants me to have it, I want to have it. Amen? I want everything God wants me to have. Amen? And he's provided for everything I need. Everything, uh, Peter said, uh, pertains unto life. What's all about life? Paying my bills. Having a healthy body. Having peace of mind. Having a good relationship with my spouse. Having a good relationship with Father God. 
seeing my children come and serve the Lord, being a, being a, a witness for the Lord, seeing people come to God. That's, that's life. Isn't that life? And godliness. So whatever pertains to life, whatever pertains to godliness, I'm telling you what, I want all that God wants for me. This really does change everything. It ought to change your outlook. It ought to change your attitude. It ought to change, you know, your, your whole uh, uh, posture. When a problem comes, I don't lay down. I get up and fight. Amen. Get up and fight. So faith causes you to what? Push through. She pushed through the crowd. She pushed through. We're talking about the real faith. And then faith is persistent and does not give up. You're right there. Just turn over a, a couple of pages to Mark 7. Faith, we're talking about the real faith, the faith that comes from God, the faith God puts in our heart. This real faith, it does not give up. You know why? Because faith is based on love, the love of God, isn't it? Faith, we know this, faith works by love. God is love. Love never fails. 1 Corinthians 13, 8. Because God is love. Therefore, it's obvious love can't fail because God can't fail. So if love can't fail and God can't fail, then His faith that He's given us, which is from God, it can't fail either. But sometimes we need to persist in it. Now, I know some people, you know, they believe five minutes and that's it. They ain't got it. It's all over. Faith receives the answer. Faith is persistent and does not give up. You know this story too. In verse 24, Jesus left that place, went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it. Yet he could not keep his presence secret. Boy, I'm telling you. Listen, Passion Church. That's it right there. We get the presence of God. We won't be a secret anymore. We won't be hidden anymore. It's the presence of Jesus that draws people. It's the presence of people that changes people's lives. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. When we have the presence of God here, listen, and listen, we'll have as much as we hunger for, as much as you desire for, as much as you seek for. Uh, listen, if Jesus ain't in the house, listen, I'm the pastor, and I don't even want to be here. If Jesus is not going to be in the house, man, I, you know, Amen. He couldn't keep it secret. In fact, as soon as she heard, what's that? There's that phrase again. Notice how many, in every one of these things, it always starts out, when they heard. They heard. They heard something about Jesus. They heard. They heard He was here. They heard He was healing. They heard He was a, a miracle uh, God, a, a Savior, a healer. soon as she heard about him, a woman whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek, born in Syrian Phoenicia. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. Jesus said, first let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Right there, every believer would have left. If Jesus had said that to most Christians, they Abel would have been gone. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm going to go over there to such and such a church. I'm telling you what. 
Can't talk to me like that. Can't treat me like that. Very ideal. What are you, you calling a dog? We'd be ready to fight. Come on. We give up so easily. The least little thing offends us. Well, I didn't like the music. Well, you know, it was, the lights were too bright. It was too dark. It was too hot. It was too cold. The chairs weren't comfortable. The chairs were too soft. Oh, man, the least little thing offends us. Well, I tell you what, I ain't going to have nothing to do with that person, man. I'm telling you what, they got around me and cussed. Bless your little old heart. What did you expect a sinner to do? They're going to sin. <laughs> man, I'm telling you what, when I, before I got saved, man, I'm telling you what, I was good at sinning. I'm not bragging on it, I'm just saying that's a fact, though. That's, that's what I was. That's what I did. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Surely we got more about us. There's more substance to it than that. Greater is he that's in us except he that cusses. I could really meddle, but I won't. No, I better not. It does not give up. Now, notice this woman here. It says, he told her, he said, toss it to the dogs. She said, Lord, that's true, but even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Woo! I mean, when your faith gets, I'm telling you, nobody, I'm telling you what, nobody can offend me. Nobody can run me off. I mean, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to follow God. When I have a need, I'm going to God. I'm going to receive what I need. My faith is going to persist. Amen. I'm not going to be offended because, you know, I don't, everything's not just right for me. Well, who, where is it written that, that in the Scriptures anywhere where church has got to be just right for you? That's the most selfish thing I've ever heard of. You the only one here? Now, at your house, you can have it that way. But in God's house, there's more than just you. The Bible says we are to prefer one another. (laughs) I don't know how I got on that, but anyway. Listen, faith, this God faith cannot be easily discouraged. Like I said before, why? Because it's based in love. I know this, God loves me. God is, He loves me. He believes the best about me. He wants the best for me. Amen? He wants the best for you. That means what? He wants you to have peace. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have a rich fellowship with Him. He wants your body to be well. Amen? Now listen, how many of you know that most of the time we don't get all those ducks in a row at one time? I'd raise the other foot, but I'd fall. But that doesn't, nevertheless, that doesn't mean that that's not God's will. God wants us to get to that place. That's what I'm shooting for. Amen? I want to have peace. I want to have joy. Man, I'm telling you. Oh, well, Pastor, it's easy for you to say. You never have, to, you never have any challenges. You never have to fight anybody. I'm telling you what. I'm wondering, I'm, sometimes I wonder if y'all have any problems. I think all the devil's over my house. <laughs> fighting me. You don't, honey, child. 
Some folks would have given up a long time ago if they was in my shoes. I'm telling you that right now. Remember what he said? He said, Jesus, Jesus, he said, he said, God doesn't call the great, the mighty, the wise, the skillful, the great orators. He calls those things which be not. So I'm well qualified. My page keeps turning over. He said, for such a reply, you may go, the demon has left your daughter. And, of course, she went home, and her daughter was whole. Sometimes the silence of God, listen to this, is to bring out our perseverance in seeking Him. Even though I tried that stuff they talked about over there, Passion Church, and I didn't get nothing, didn't hear nothing. I didn't even get a goosebump. <laughs> you know, at least we could get a goosebump. I mean, you know, full gospel churches, if we don't get a goosebump, something's wrong. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, there are times like that. Man, I've been there many times. Some of the, some of the most wonderful things that ever happened to me was in the middle of a battle. Dust flying. Fiery darts of the enemy flying. I got the sword out of the spirit. I'm <laughs> right in the middle of all that, all of a sudden, boom, breakthrough. I got it. But see, we see we're waiting, we're waiting for the calm, everything to get calm and nice and comfortable, and then here comes the answer. No, the answer comes in the midst of the battle. The victory comes in the midst of the battle. So sometimes you have faith has to persist. We have to persist. Don't get, don't be uh, one of these little mealy mouth little Christians. You know, don't do that. Finally, faith receives the answer that it seeks. Turn over to First Timothy real quickly. I got to close. Just a bit. We're going to pray. First Timothy chapter six, verse twelve. Notice what he says here. He's speaking to Timothy. He said, fight the good fight of faith. He didn't say, lazy boy, the vacation of faith. It's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight. As, you, as long as you're in this body, in this life, it is a fight of faith. We have an enemy. The Bible tells us that the world is under uh, uh, the, the fall, it's under the, the curse of sin, that Satan is the god of this world system. That as, so as long as we're in this life, there's going to be a fight, a fight of faith. And he said, fight a good fight of faith. What does that mean? That means a good fight's one I win. Now, back, back to my sinner days, not to brag on it. But in my center days, I mean, we used to fight all the time. I mean, literally. I'm not talking about none of this yang yang stuff. I'm talking about picking up a tire tool or getting in your car and trying to run over somebody fight. I told you, I'm not bragging on it. And I'm going to tell you what, if we didn't have nobody to fight, we would choose up sides and we would fight amongst ourselves. But a good fight was a fight that I won. Now listen, listen to me carefully. 
the fight I won, I still had some marks on me. I never was in a natural fight that, that I never got a mark on me. Some Christians I know, they think the fight of faith means, you know, I'm never troubled. I never have to deal with doubts. I never have to deal with any fear. I don't have to deal with any pain in my body. I mean, you know. Man, I remember, to me, this, of course, everything's a matter of opinion, but to me, the greatest boxer of all time, Muhammad Ali. You know. Even he got hit on occasions. <laughs> as skillful as he was, even he got hit. So when we fight the good fight of faith, that means that you won't, you know, a good fight wasn't one that I never got touched. It was one that I won. A good fight was when I came out on top. <laughs> a good fight of faith is the one where we persevere. We use the weapons of God. We use the armor of God. We use the sword of the Spirit, and we come out on top. Paul himself, he said, I've been knocked down. He said, but not knocked out. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. So he said, fight the good fight of faith. Notice what he goes on to say. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called. What has God called you to? Is it just, is it just, I'm not belittling this, but is it just to have our sins forgiven and one day when we die, we go to heaven? Is that all there is? Now, if that's all there was, that'd be pretty good. Don't misunderstand me. I'm telling you, I'm counting on going to heaven. Amen. Absolutely. I'm counting on going to heaven. So I'm not belittling that. But is that all there is? Doesn't God have more for us as we're living in this life? And all of that is part of eternal life. Eternal life is not just about when you get to heaven. The Bible says when we believe right now, we have eternal life. And that eternal life should begin to manifest itself in our lives. Love, joy, peace, faith, goodness, all the fruit of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, the anointing of God, the greater one in us, the promises of God. Uh, the victory that Jesus has uh, gained for us, all of that is part of what? Laying hold of this eternal life. So faith takes hold of the promise. And faith is aggressive to seize what belongs to you. Now here's the thing. We oughtn't to never take what don't belong to us, naturally or spiritually. That's called stealing. But I want to tell you something. If God has provided it for me, if I can see in this book where God has provided it for me by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, by the grace of God that came through Him, if He's provided it for me, I'm going to have it. I'm going to pursue it. I'm going to lay hold of it. And what does that? This real faith. The faith that changes everything. It changes your direction. You were going to hell. Now you're going to heaven. Amen. You were not a part of the covenant. Now you are in the covenant. You have covenant rights. You were not a people. Now you are a people. Amen. You're a new creation. All of this is what? Because of what? Faith. Your faith. The faith God gave. All of that came as a part of eternal life. Faith seizes. Listen. 
Don't let people, well-meaning religious people, tell you, now, you know, you, you oughtn't, to, oughtn't to be seeking after that stuff from God. You know, I want to tell them, well, listen, when you die, you oughtn't to expect to go to heaven. How dare you expect to go to heaven? You didn't earn the right to go to heaven. How dare you? Well, you didn't earn the right to be healed, but Jesus did. And that's what changed everything, isn't it? I want to read you a scripture here real quick, and then we're going to pray. Faith fights, it is not passive. Isaiah 42, I want to read this. I love this scripture. Man, this is, this is the God that has given you His faith. Listen to this. Oh, the Lord will march out like a champion. Like a warrior, He will stir up His zeal. With a shout, He will raise the battle cry and will triumph over His enemies. Woo! That is the one whose faith you have received. Now, if that is God's posture, what should ours be? Wouldn't we be right to emulate God? Wouldn't that be right? I mean, to have the attitude that God has, wouldn't that be right? To have the, the attitude toward sin that God has, wouldn't that be right? To have the attitude toward sickness that God has, wouldn't that be right? To have the attitude toward bondage, the attitude toward poverty and lack wouldn't, that God has, wouldn't that be right? To have the attitude that God has when He is going into a battle, wouldn't that be right for us to have it too? We're talking about the real faith that changes everything. It's changed the direction from hell to heaven. It's changed the direction from being full of fear to being full of God's faith to having peace to having joy. It changes everything. But listen, you got to take the money out of your pocket. Well, I'm just, I'm just a waiting and a hoping. Yeah, next time we see you, you're going to be waiting and a hoping still. Amen. There's a, there's, there's a thing called waiting on the Lord, but this ain't it. <laughs> waiting on the Lord is when you get into the presence of God in prayer and worship and communion, and you just worship God, and then you get quiet and listen to God and wait on God to speak. To renew your strength like the eagles. But when it comes to this, these folks we read today, they weren't a hoping and a waiting, were they? Man, I mean, they went after it. Bartimaeus said, hey, over here! One with the issue of blood said, I ain't staying at home. I don't care how I feel. I heard Jesus is in town and he's healing. I'm getting in. I'm going to go get it. I don't need no special treatment or ministry. I'll just get close enough to touch his clothes. Amen. And the Syrophoenician woman, she went on behalf of her daughter, didn't she? Your faith will work on behalf of your family members. But see, some of us, you know, we're like, hmm. Don't, don't let that attitude get on you. That's, he's, he said he's a warrior. He went out like a champion. That's what you need to do. You, I, you know what? God's a champion. 
He's given me his faith. He's given me his spirit. I'm going, man, I'm a champion too. Not because of who I am in myself, but because of who he is and what he has done. Either he has done it or he hasn't. Isn't that right? I believe he has. Amen. Let me ask you a couple of questions here and we're going to pray. I write you down these action points just to encourage you. Ask yourself this question. Is my life a life of real faith? Active. Going after what God has for me. Because it's so easy to get passive. Well, you know, I'm a believer. and You know, I go to Passion Church. And... Secondly, are my decisions based upon faith or upon fear and doubt? It's a question to ask yourself. And then finally, let me just remind you, feed your faith. Feed your faith daily. As one brother said, this is faith food. Amen. Feed your faith, starve your doubts. Believe your beliefs, doubt your doubts. Stop doubting what you believe. Doubt your doubts if you're going to doubt something. Devil says, you ain't going to get it. I say, I doubt that. You ain't going to get healed this time. I doubt that. God ain't going to meet that need this time. I doubt that. Listen, the devil's the one to be doubting, not God. God's faithful. The devil's a liar, a deceiver. He never tells the truth. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, bow your heads just for a moment. I'll pray. <clears throat> Father, I am grateful, grateful, grateful for the faith that you have put in the hearts of your people. It is your faith. It's from your heart. It's from your very being. You have breathed into us life, and your faith is a part of that life. We have it now. The mountain-moving faith, the real faith that changes Everything. It can change every circumstance of our life. It can change the direction of our life if we only will put it into motion by trusting you, by believing in you, by acting upon your word, by believing your promises, doubting our doubts, believing what you have said, believing in your goodness, believing in your love that never fails. Father, I pray today there be a stirring, a stirring, stirring up by everyone in this room, a stirring up of our faith, a stirring of that faith that's been put within us, a stirring by the Holy Spirit within us. God, there will be, as it were, even an awakening of some to this faith that you put within them, faith that brings victory, Faith that brings deliverance. Faith that brings healing. Faith that changes everything. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Now, before we stop our prayer time, if you, if you have a need of some kind right now, I want you to think about what has God said about that need? What has he said about that need? If it's sickness in your body, the Bible says that Jesus went about doing good and healing all those who were oppressed uh, by the devil, for God was with him. 
Peter said this. He said, in, in his own body on the tree, he bore our sins. He bore our sicknesses, and by his stripes we're healed. The Bible says that, that God will meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That he is your good shepherd. And it's his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Whatever it might be, whatever it might be right now, I want you to, to grab hold of a promise. And now I want you to just be like Bartimaeus. You're going to go to, you're going to go right there where you're seated. You're going to go in the presence of God. You're going to go in the presence of Jesus. And you're going to receive, you're going to receive what he has already uh, provided. You're going to receive that need. You're going to receive that healing. You're going to receive that peace. You're going to receive release from those fears and anxieties in the name of Jesus Christ. This changes everything. From this moment forward, that circumstance, it changes. From this moment forward, this moment forward, hallelujah. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. But you hold on to your faith, your faith in God. You feed that faith. And the Bible says that when we pray, if we believe, He said, you shall have it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, look up here. Well, if you know you got the answer, let your face show it. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's Word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.